You're listening to the Dating Diaries podcast with your host, Gemma Joel. Hello to you, my lovely listener, and welcome back to episode eight. I'm Gem, a health coach and a registered nutritionist with a passion for all things love and relationships. On today's episode, I'm joined by the wonderful Lauren Ray, the ebony to my ivory, author, journalist, dating guru, and all-round brilliant gal. We'll be chatting all about the highs and lows of dating in your 20s, because God only knows that there's enough of them, and they usually make some pretty excellent stories. If you're looking for some light entertainment and a giggle today, come and join me and Lauren as we chat through the highlights and terrors of our dating lives over the past decade. Lauren, 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 thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. How are you doing? Um, flawlessly. I'm uh, freshly dated. Flawlessly. Still single <laughs> and very happy to be here. So, yeah. I'm so glad for you to be here. I was just saying before we started recording to the listeners that me and Lauren have known each other since we were, what, 17? Which is about, oh my God, like 13 years now. Like Oh my God, how crazy. But me and you bonded. We were like the ebony and ivory of West Watford. Oh. Do you remember? <laughs> good times, good times. Um, but we've always had such a fascination for dating and love. And we've both had blogs and spoken about yeah. it. Um, well, because it's such a such a travesty in our lives. <laughs> it so. is a travesty. It is a travesty. Yeah. But look at us now. Well, look at you. You're an author now. You're about to release your second book. So a Biding, huge congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole section dedicated to my failed love life because obviously it's not getting any better. <laughs> it hasn't got any better with age. <laughs> the, failed, the failed love and the failed relationships are actually what make for the best stories, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. In the sad, obviously, when you go through it, it's, it's pretty shit. But on the other side of it, you can look back almost in hindsight and think, okay, well, I've learned something from this and now I can take it into my future dating. Although yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't always work well, as freshly as that. And also, I feel like I would have nothing to write about if I was like happily in, in love. Uh, would be, what would I write about? Like shoes? No. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I feel like when I'm happy and I'm dating and I really like someone, my life is I lose my spark. I lose my there's, spark and I'm like... There's nothing. I'm like, I'm just like uninspired, you know? I have nothing. I feel like I almost have to be a little bit sad in order to write something <laughs> worthwhile. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because I'll sit there and I'll go, oh, do you know what? This guy was a dick. Now you've given me a purpose. It's almost why um, like, when we used to have our blogs back in the day and then I moved over to the podcast and then... I know like with the podcast episodes that I recorded some of them when I've been like feeling really happy I'm like this is not my best content. it's not good it's just not good it's like Keisha Cole like she makes her best music when she's talking about cheating and stuff you know yeah yeah when she's happy I'm just like this is not for me it doesn't 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 hit sis it doesn't work for me I'm like I need you to be upset okay because this is where it hits me yeah Hard. I mean yeah I mean I remember when I was doing my blog actually and I'd go on dates and guys would be like please don't write about this and I'm like yeah no I'm not going to I'm <laughs> obviously going to <laughs> like <laughs> you know I have a blog you know I write about this stuff of course I'm gonna write about this and I always did always no, I had um I had a guy on hinge say that to me today actually so basically I use my hinge, I use my hinge as a bit of a like 
uh, a way to plug the podcast that I've got. Research. <laughs> you know when you've got like on, on Hinge, for anyone that's not used Hinge, you have these, what are they called? Like prompts. Prompts, yeah. So one of my prompts is like, what if I told you that I run a podcast? Because I'm like, do you know what? It gets my listeners up. If nobody else is listening, then at least the people that I might potentially date will. But then they come back and go, oh, oh, so I'm going to be on your podcast. And I'm like, number one, how do you know that you are actually going to be a valid enough date to be on the podcast? It needs to be funny content. Secondly, no. <laughs> I know. I um, I actually had a guy ask me today, if we go on a date, am I going to put in my next book? And I was like, well, no, but I might write about it somewhere. <laughs> like, also, I feel like you need, need to have a lot of, um, well, you, need, you need to be a big part of someone's life to be yeah in- none of them are significant enough to be that in my in anything I write especially unless they're like super ick worthy you know then I'm gonna be like oh I remember that it- time when the crowd was really icky <laughs> uh, what, um speaking of icks what gives you the ick oh my god actually I had this the other day so I was on I was on hinge and this guy had a um, like a picture of him doing like jujitsu and he's like it's not the jujitsu that gave me the ick it was like the pose that he was doing in the picture I was just like I know you're active but I don't want to see it I don't know <laughs> that's a really weird and specific, like a very specific ick no it makes, it makes sense it makes sense because it just reminded me of a guy that was holding a fish <laughs> oh they all hold fishes oh, you don't want to date in Munich fish. you don't want to date in Munich they're either on a mountain or they're holding a fish or they're on a boat or they're hiking it's just, it's not for me. I, I, I don't get it. And do you know what it is? They're always, they're always so proud when they're holding the fish. I know. <laughs> they're so proud of it. Like, I caught the big fish. Okay, well done. I'm not convinced that they caught that fish either. I feel like someone else did. And then they're just holding it. 100%. Like, they go around posing with this fish. That's my type. The male of the fish. Yeah. I, it's really weird, isn't it? How we know straight away whether we're attracted to someone or not. Like I don't know I don't know if this is true for me actually no <clears throat> no because I was speaking to my friend earlier mm. and she said to me she's either like instantly attracted to someone or she's not and I'm like most of the people I date I'm never attracted to and then I go on a date with them and I'm just like you're kind of funny and now you're hot to me because you're funny I get that I get that yeah, yeah. I date a lot of questionable looking men though so <laughs> my roster is just a bit of a mess I'm not gonna lie <laughs> Yeah, I like to think, do you know, I, I, I thought I had a taste. I thought I had a type. I thought I had a type in specific guys. I really don't. Mm. We like line up the few men, very few men, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, if we line up the guys that I have dated over the years, there's not really that much. Like, I quite like a brunette with a beard. That's probably as far as it goes. That's, that's not, that's like so broad, dude. That's like half of London. Why do you think I have to go on so many dates? <laughs> that's literally just that's just the UK you know I am I couldn't even tell you there's not I don't think any of the people I date have anything similar apart from a sense of humor yeah they just they just get me I don't know sense of humor is key though sense of humor is key someone if I go on a date with someone and they've not made me laugh once I probably won't see them again I say this and then I ended up dating someone for two months that made me laugh maybe once and also he made me laugh because he didn't get my joke no no no, like, no 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 so you didn't even really make laughing laugh. at yourself more than the guys making you laugh then oh yeah but then also I want to be the funniest person in the relationship so it's like do I want to be made to laugh or do I want to be the funniest person or do I want but I don't know 
that is I go between yeah that is the million dollar question because I'm the same I like to make people laugh but I also like I want to be made to laugh as well I want to laugh I like to laugh yeah I I probably make myself laugh more than guys do though like whoop red flag (laughs) yeah that is a big red flag that is a big red flag I really wish I had that like like tunnel vision of okay cool he's a nice guy you know maybe he maybe he does have a red flag or two but this time I'm gonna power through whereas I go out and I see one red flag I'm like nope mm-mm. like I went out on a date a couple the other day how do you do this how do you do this can you teach me because because I've been burned so many times I'm just like I can't do it I um I went out with this really really handsome dude the other day and the second I got there I texted all my friends I was like wow love of my life I'm gonna marry him and then um he said something something about his previous relationship and I was just like nope mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> immediately no what was the context what was he saying about it so they were in an open relationship oh, which is you know fair play to people in open relationships but it was something that he said that was really personal about the open relationship and how it started and I was just like oh no <laughs> I think yeah that that for me would be a big red flag and it's funny that you say that because I was dating a guy a while ago. We'd been on some really nice dates. Thought it was going well. I was like, oh, great. This guy's a doctor. I was like, I've really pulled here. And then he brings up polygamy. And I was like, oh, here we go. I knew there had to be, there had to be something. Like, there had yeah. to be something. And then it's he just... that, like, him and his ex had trialed it. And I was like, well, it obviously didn't go very well because you're not so <laughs> <laughs> And then it, I was, in my head, I was thinking, I, un- I understand polygamy and I'm actually going to do a podcast episode on polygamy mm. I find it fascinating and if I wasn't if not I wouldn't say a jealous person but if I didn't care so much about the person I was with then maybe I would be open to doing that but it just isn't for me Whereas yeah this guy, this guy had brought it up and I just thought basically you just want a girlfriend and then go and shag whoever you want on the side well, this is why this is why the guy sounded like a red flag to me because the way he posed it was like he wanted to be in an open relationship but also wanted to date other people whereas she wasn't that open to it and I was kind of like mm. kind of feels like you forced the open relationship on her. I don't know it was just it just felt very one-sided that like a, are, you, are you sure we didn't go on the same day <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's dating life in Berlin like everybody's in an open relationship literally everyone and they're just like I hope you don't mind that I'm in an open I do mind I do I don't want to share because I don't, I don't really know. interesting I, I wonder if that's a cultural thing then because I I don't know that many people in the UK who are in open I don't think I know any actually in the UK but here it's like a big big thing and um, it's actually where I learned because I obviously being from London I don't know that many people in open relationships so being here I got to know people that are and I kind of understood it a bit more yeah. because before before my understanding was just like okay so you just date multiple people but like in a secure way yeah whereas now I'm like oh okay it's like a sense yeah Yeah, you have to really be comfortable and I don't think I am completely agree I was speaking to a guy ages ago right and to be honest this is so I was actually speaking to him more for research purposes than dating as you do we were speaking on (laughs) we were speaking on hinge really nice guy and I was just really intrigued to learn more about it because he said that he'd been with his fiance for I think it was 14 years and they'd only ever been with each other and that they wanted to explore like what was outside of their relationship. Well, that makes sense, yeah. 100%. So I was like, do you know what? Actually, it does make sense because they love each other. They don't want to break yeah. up. They do want to get married to each other, but also 
they want to explore different like sexual things with other people so that that aspect of it I can actually understand when you've been together with someone yeah. time. but if you are a guy that's just wanting to get into relationships all the time to then have other relationships I'm like is that something in you that you need to address like is that a commitment issue or do you yeah. you do you just enjoy dating lots of women because I think yeah it's men could probably do the polygamy easier than women could which is funny because I I have always said that like I like dating I mean actually that's a lie I don't really enjoy dating anymore <laughs> <laughs> but like I would more so date multiple people than be with one person and date multiple people but that's just my mindset of like I've always seen it's either monogamy or dating around yeah but there was I actually met my first night out in Berlin I met this guy who was pretty much he was out his girlfriend was out on a date and he was out looking for someone as well Why? and then they they would like go go basically they'd go out on these dates separately mm-hmm. and then go home to each other and like mac on each other and and you know Bad. it was like it was like their um sort of like foreplay for them yeah and I cannot for the life of me understand why this man told me this the first in, within the first five minutes of meeting him maybe he wanted to take me home I don't know <laughs> that is crazy that is crazy yeah but also do you know what maybe he's like putting the feelers out there to see how you're gonna yeah he's like just just so you know I am I am available but this yeah. this is the problem is that a lot of the time you go on dates you have some fun it's usually the guy that has the most fun and then the girl's like um is that it yeah which it doesn't I just refuse to let happen to me no I don't like, like I don't like selfish guys I don't like selfish guys if you're a selfish guy or a selfish lover get in the bin please thank you especially nearing my 30s like you're not going to give me anything this is no. what I mean this no. is what I mean yeah I actually was dating a guy here he said that he doesn't really enjoy going down on girls and I was like well what are we doing here then I don't really want to what, what, what am I getting out of this just a lot of chafing you know yeah I do <laughs> it's not fun for me <laughs> it's only fun in addition it's not fun just on its own you know but if a guy says that yeah that's a red flag that's That's my major red flag because I need that yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna finish any other way really no until it's too late because a guy it's not like you turn up on a first date sit down have a drink so do you like going down on girls then do you get then maybe that'll that'll be I'm gonna test this out actually my next date I'm gonna that'll be my first question we have our drinks so do you give head or not damn it I was meant to go on a date yesterday and I cancelled and I kind of wish that I'd gone now but also in hindsight I never would have asked that question because exactly but your next one you've got to ask the question and then we'll both will like compare the answers I'm pretty sure I'll get someone that's like no (laughs) and I'll be like I need to get (laughs) in the diary I need to get a date in the diary and I need to ask that question one question I wanted to ask you Obviously, me and you have been talking about dating, like, for what, the best part of, like, 12, 13 years now. Yeah. With navigating in your 20s, now that we're, like, late 20s, going into our 30s, what do, you, what do you think have been the biggest differences in the past, like, 10 years with dating? Like, have you noticed any changes, any lessons that you've learned? I would say the changes are, one, there's not as, mon- as many options because most of the people that I would be attracted to are, like, married or wifed off um so there's a lot less options but then also it's weird because dating men in my near 30s feels like dating men in my early 20s but it doesn't make any sense 
in the sense that they still want the same things that they wanted when they were 21, but those things don't make sense towards 30. That's a very good point. Can you think of any specifics? Like, I don't know. Some guys are like, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm also a red flag, so I shouldn't, I maybe shouldn't be an advocate for this, but guys that are like, I'm not looking for anything serious. Like, why are you dating one person seriously then? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. What, what is it that you're not looking for that you will find in 10 years? I don't, I don't really understand that. And also like, why are you dating women that do want things that are serious if you know that you don't? It makes more sense in your early twenties because it's like, okay, we're just having fun. We're seeing where it goes. But like, if you're, dating someone you know wants something serious it doesn't make any sense to me yeah and it's it's unfair on the other person as well exactly you're basically giving them false hope like oh someday they will they will change their mind the one thing with that is as well this is why it goes back to age because some people can be like 35 and still not be ready to settle down some people can be 22 and be ready to settle down you know I've got friends yeah. that are married in their early 20s and they're really really happy to me I'm like oh my god like that's my worst nightmare I can't literally same <laughs> also as, do you know it's one thing right this is really bad but I thought like all those people that have got married really really early I'm like you know they, they could be openings for us when we're 30 because people might be getting divorced and do you know what I think a lot of my friends that that got into relationships at uni I don't know if many of them will last I know that there's one that will last forever yeah. from uni but the large majority of them they're like you go and talk to them like oh you know oh Pete's such a twat or whatever and you're just like why are you talking about your husband like that like I never want to be in a position to be talking about my partner in that way I agree and I think with 20s like I was in a I was in a serious relationship in my early 20s and I'm kind of glad that I did that then and not now because me too yeah as like I guess the biggest lesson that I've learned from dating and being single and being in a relationship throughout the past 10 years is that your 20s are there for you to enjoy and get to know yourself because when you're a teenager, you're going from teenager into this big world where you're like, careers being pushed on you, everything's being pushed on you, you know, move out, get a mortgage, have kids, get married. And it's like, whoa, 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 slow down, like, let me do one thing at once. And I think there is so much pressure on us to be set mm. down before the age of 30, when actually yeah. 20s are the best time for us to be able to like, fuck around and do what we and want also, to do. I would, I would argue that your 30s should also be a time to fuck around because you fuck around with sense like in your 20s you're like I'm just I'm just yeah. going at it full for all I don't really care whereas in your 30s you're like I'm gonna have fun but I'm more sensible about the fun that I'm gonna have completely I feel like now because I'm gonna be turning 30 in under two months yeah. <laughs> yes because so in the beginning I was just like oh my god I'm nearly 30 what is going on whereas now I'm like no do you know what I know myself I know what I want and I know what I need and if you are not giving me that I'm not I'm not putting up with it and that but that's also what I mean like it think about the guys that you're dating now if yeah. you were dating them in your early 20s you probably would have continued to date them because it was oh, like yeah and I oh, did. maybe they will change I see like I see something in them whereas now you're like no no it's not gonna work this is why it won't work like I said to you earlier I do not want to be in a stage where there are so many red flags that I'm at a festival I want to make sure <laughs> that there are minimal don't get me wrong like there's always going to be red flags in any relationship oh yeah but it's about what red flags are compromise you can compromise on them is it something that's actually going to have an effect on you and impact mm -hmm. you as a person and your relationship or is it something that you can kind of get over and it's not actually that deep you know yeah
more often than not all of mine are that deep I'm just saying I'm not but that's the problem with online dating and like we use online dating it's an easy way to meet people I don't know like I've got a remote based job unless I go and work like I'm not in an office anymore if I go and like sit in a coffee shop or whatever yes I can go and speak to people but actually I always do though I had um I had a discussion with a friend when we first moved here and I was saying you know she's like oh you're so sociable like how do you meet people and I'm like I just speak to people like if I see someone I think is attractive or they're wearing something I like I'm gonna be like hey I really like whatever you're wearing and that's like my that's also how I met that guy when I was on a date with technically with two other people I love I love that you had literally a date with three people in one night <laughs> yeah I know it was it wasn't intentional but um and also I feel like if any of those guys hear this they'll be like oh so it was a date because I was like it's not a date it's fine not a date I met this guy who was a barman right and he didn't really speak to me the night that we'd met because he was serving drinks to everyone and then my friend was like oh my god you need to get his number you need to get his number so I just this is during COVID times as well and he came over with our drinks and I was like hey uh are you single and he was like it was so awkward and he was like uh yeah and then I went to shake his hand right and oh my god like, oh COVID COVID and I was like oh okay anyway so I was then embarrassed I said to my mate we need to leave because I've literally just embarrassed my life like I can't even deal with this right now you said that. are you single <laughs> are you are you single and I said hey you're right you're single what's wrong with that's all the Long Island I see I swear to god <laughs> anyway he then comes back over randomly and puts his number down on the table and I was like okay do you know what I must have done something right I came across as a weird sold it she's fucking sold it we went on a date we ended up going on a date he turned up like half an hour late right and turns out that there was just there was something quite wrong with him I don't know what was wrong with him but he was very very strange and he then it transpired that he um turned his wife into a lesbian and she left it It was like Ross from Friends so she turned (laughs) she his wife became a lesbian left him so then to get uh payback he cut his pubes into her quinoa and put hot sauce on her vibrator I'm literally speechless. You know what I mean. And then he asked me for feedback after the date. He didn't give me a lift home, right? He made me order an Uber, even though his car was outside. We stood outside his car while I waited for my Uber. Then he tried to kiss me. I thought the cheek didn't kiss him. Got in the car, went home, and then he texted me like, "I had a great time. When can I see you again?" <laughs> and then the next day, I texted him. I was like, "Look, you're really nice, but like, this is not a match." And he goes, "Oh, can can I have some feedback?" And I was like, "Okay, maybe next time. Don't let the girl order the like order an Uber." Don't tell me about the hot sauce on a on a vibrator, maybe. Oh, do you know I actually put that on my hinge profile for a bit, actually. You know you can do like your worst date story. I was like, I actually think that's my worst date story. I just yeah. And I the thing is, every time I went to the loo, I'd come back and he'd have another drink waiting there for me. And I was just like, I only wanted to be here for one drink and now I'm (laughs) three or four and I'm just not sure how I feel about this. But yeah, I, I just I just don't know. It's a very strange life. I actually have my worst date story is when I was like it will never change from being when I was 16 or 17. I don't think anything ever can top it. Like, no, I went no. on a date with this guy who I really, really liked. And we were friends first. Mm. And um, we went to Pizza Express. Obviously, Pizza Express gets super romantic at, um, on Valentine's Day. I had my first, that was actually my first ever Valentine's Day date. It was like, it was, it was, a, it was a lot of firsts that day, actually. <laughs> and um yeah so we were sat by the window it was like 7 p.m so the sun was setting you know hair is really beautiful at night oh yeah yeah <laughs> it looks better at night than in the day because you can't see yeah it. It was like you know it's the view of saint anne's was just glistening it was beautiful 
And um, I sat down with my date and he brought me like a single rose and a teddy bear. So I was like, this is really sweet. He was wearing like a plaid shirt, but he was like tucked into his bootcut jeans. And I was like 17 and loving it. And um, we sat down, he was like, you know, just bantering as best mates because we were friends first anyways. Mm-hmm. And um, we order the food. The guy comes over, we order the food. Then he like takes a picture of me on his Blackberry. Black- and I'm like, yeah, yeah it's like that is that old school he took a picture of me on his blackberry and I was like no so I like swiped the phone out of his hand to delete it he took like four so I'm like swipe delete swipe delete swipe yeah. delete and I swiped one too too many oh my god I'm so mortified even to this day I swiped one too many and there's a nude of a very close friend of mine and I'm like Whoa. oh okay full transparency I knew that they had dated but I didn't realize how recent or why the picture was still there did she know that you were going on a date with him yeah yeah so they, I, I had two very close friends and they both knew that I was going on a date with this guy and they were really excited she I, but she told me that they dated like years ago because okay. we're all from Harrow everybody dates everyone in Harrow uh, and yeah, um, yeah it's like it's, it's standard like we're all it's just, we're just on rotation <laughs> so I was like okay cool I knew that you were dating but I didn't realize that you had you still had these pictures, but the food hadn't arrived yet. So we had ordered already and it was too late to cancel the order because they were already in the oven or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sat there like in awkward silence, like what the fuck do I do? So I gave him back his phone. I kind of like, I flipped the phone over, slid it back across the table. And then he picked up the phone and he was like, oh, I'm really sorry. Like, it's not, it's not what you think. And I was just like, mm-hmm. Okay. It's exactly exactly what I think. It's exactly that. So the the pizza eventually came and I had a single slice. Yeah, pepperoni. Had a single slice and I was just like, I kind of want to go home. So I asked him for like a takeaway box. He paid and then I kind of darted out the door and he followed me home, like apologizing with this teddy bear and this rose in his hand. Like, Lauren, I'm so sorry. Like, it's not that. I just want to make sure you get home okay. And I was just like, please get off my 114. Like, please go. Get off my (laughs) 114. Just go. Yeah, but then also because he had promised my mum that he would get me home safely, he was like determined to come to my front door. It was just, it was very, very weird. Um, and even now I'm like 29 and that's still probably the most awkward date I've ever been on in my life. That is not a vibe for me at all. And I think that's what that's what's changed now, like navigating the world of dating in my 20s is what is it don't shit where you sleep or don't shit where you yeah well this is this is also why I think I'm enjoying dating abroad so much because I'm like well there's no trail but this is actually very red flaggish there's no trail back to like anyone else so I can just date freely and not have like a previous there's no there's no there's no ties there if it doesn't work out then it doesn't work out we never have to see each other again I'm not going to bump into you and know everyone that you're with and have to say like have to spend time with you is it big enough where you are that you won't bump into anyone well, so far, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I dated this really red flag guy, like the biggest red flag I've ever, and I probably should have seen it from the first day, but it was just so much fun. I didn't bother. Actually, this is a funny story. I um, I went, this was my first date in Berlin ever. Mm. And he initially cancelled because he got COVID. And I was like, I felt like he was lying. I don't know why. Cause he I, li- I lied be- about having COVID to get out of a date once. Yeah, but like this is what I'm saying I, I'm so certain because he messaged me three days later and he's like hey I don't have COVID anymore so we can hang out and then he was like I know it's really weird to say I've only had COVID for three days but yeah I you know I'm I don't have COVID anymore and I was like hmm anyways I went 
because I was I was excited to go on this date with this dude and it was fun and I'm pretty sure he had problems with alcohol because every time I went to the toilet like your date every time I went to the toilet there was a drink on the table which I can handle my drink but he couldn't he couldn't at all so anyways we maybe had like six or seven whiskey sours and shots each time Oh like my shots God. of tequila each time so we were pretty pretty air that is a solid combination by the way I know I, I know could barely walk afterwards um but I we went to pay and like oh it was just oh it was mortifying it was so awkward because like I was I was obviously gonna pay half in my head I was like you know if this doesn't work I'll just pay half yeah 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 and he pulls out his card to pay and like they're like the the bar staff are fumbling and there is kind of awkward and I'm thinking, oh my God, did he get declined? Like, that's really awkward. So his card gets declined like four times and he's like, oh. <laughs> so obviously I'm like, I don't mind paying, like it's fine, whatever. Hmm. So I paid for the, the full bill and I was also flirting with the bartender while I was, I'm just bad. <laughs> I was playing with the bartender anyway. So I was just like, yeah, I've got money. Oh, yeah, I can pay for things. Um, the bill was damn near like 100, 100 euros with how many drinks and shots that we had. Like it was so expensive. Wow. And um, so anyways, I was like, right, I'm going to go home and like smoke. Like, I just don't want to be here anymore. This has been fun. Thank you so much for a fantastic evening. And he was like, I want to smoke. So I'm like, uh, okay cool I'll just like no. let my flatmate know hold on didn't you just say that he can't drink so how's he gonna yeah stop? I know I know just just wait, just wait. Oh, no, oh, no. so I'm like okay cool yeah sure you can um come smoke so I was like I messaged my flatmate and I said to her just FYI I'm bringing a dude home it's not like that we're just gonna smoke on the balcony and then he's gonna leave and um she's like yeah okay cool I'm still up so we come in I go to roll it and then I had maybe been out of the room for like two minutes max I come back and he is snoring on my bed like in a in a ball holding like my my uh, plush toy and I'm like what the fuck is happening here this is not normal on a first date first of all I've paid for everything including my uber now, home now the man is asleep in your and bed. now he's asleep on my bed so I'm going to my flatmate's room and I'm like there's a man on my bed I don't know how to get him out <laughs> Oh, so I'm like trying to shake him awake and he's just not he's just not waking up so I'm like okay cool so this he's just obviously gonna stay here yeah. so I said to him like if you're gonna stay here after this was after like an hour I was like if you're gonna stay here you can't stay on, on my bed with your outside clothes so I gave him like some of my ex's clothes to wear and he was like are these another man's clothes and I was like listen so funny. <laughs> like, you can't wear your outside clothes just wear my ex's clothes please right I was like but you, you shouldn't even be here so I wouldn't complain if I was you so anyways, he puts them on and he goes back to sleep, like dead asleep. I can't sleep because I'm just like, there's a stranger in my bed and I feel mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. Um, so anyways, he's there. Wake up the next morning. I have to work because I'm obviously working remotely. Mm-hmm. And um, he stays there in my bed, in my house till maybe 2 p.m. No, that's not right. That's not right. Sorry, that's not right. Did yeah. he, was he awake or was he asleep at this point? No, he was awake. He was he was he was wide awake. What did you say? Did you not tell him to leave? Yeah, I was like, so I gotta I gotta work. Um, I gotta work now. And he was like, yeah, you know, like you know, uh, yeah. Just let me know if I'm overstaying my welcome. And I was like, well, yeah, I do. You have are to you are you literally you literally are. Oh my god, a guy did that to me right when I moved when I first moved to Manchester. I've only had two guys in this flat, right? Um, and the first guy that I brought back was this guy, and we'd gone on a date. 
first of all, he fully catfished me, like completely catfished me. When I turned up on the date, I was like, you are not the same person that was in your photo, but I'm a nice person. And I also fancied a drink and it was a Friday night. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a drink with you. We ended up having a really good night, had a fun time, you know, espresso martinis rolling out. Oh dear. And then, you know, had a little kiss, whatever is what it is. My flat, my flat was is basically on a row of like independent bars and shops. Mm, and nice. Really nice. So he, he was pretty pissed. I was pretty pissed. And he was going to order a cab to go home. And we'd kind of both agreed to have a cup of tea before we went to sleep. Like we were going to say, I don't know how we came to this agreement. But in my head, I, I wasn't saying, oh, come back to mine for a coffee because like, I was going to touch him. Like it wasn't like that. It was literally, you're going to have a cup of tea at mine and then you're getting in an Uber and going home. So he came back here. We did have a cup of tea. And then, you know, things got a little bit frisky, whatever. Happens. But I woke up the next morning and I was like, oh no, because we'd actually just passed out asleep. Like we passed out asleep and I'd woken up and I was like, oh, this is the first person that's been in my bed in a very long time. And it's same as you, like I felt very uncomfortable about it. Yeah, it was just un it was unnerving. And I was like I, like, I want you to leave, but how do I do it in a nice way? So I actually had plans to go for coffee with my friend that afternoon. So I've messaged her and I said, look, got a problem there's a bloke in my bed and they need him to leave so he's woken up in the morning lauren he's given me forehead kisses he's he's trying to kiss me he's going i had such Ew. a good time last night when am i seeing you again blah 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 and i'm going oh no 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 this is this is not how it was supposed to go so oh, I, no. I was being quite obviously not interested you know like i wasn't cuddling back i wasn't kissing back i'd sat up on the bed like you know when you sit up and let them lie down so I'm yeah. him and I said, so what are your plans today then? And he was like, oh, I don't know. And then I'm giving all these hints to be like, okay, like leave. I physically had to ask him to order an Uber four times, four times. I said- That's so awkward, dude. Like I've got stuff to do. Like I said to him, I need to get in the shower and get ready. And he goes, oh, that's all right. You just get in the shower, I'll wait here. I was like- I'm just not gonna leave you in my house on your own. You're not my boyfriend leave Ew. it's only when I got up and I actually said to him like I was getting pissed off at this point and I got up and I was like I'm gonna go put a wash on I had to actually go and put my washing in the washing machine before oh he my god on. and then when he left I was just like I, I did send him a message afterwards because he was like I had a great time with you and I messaged back and I said look you're really nice but like I don't feel a romantic vibe here and I was like, oh, and then he was like, I'm really confused by this. And I was thinking, I would be confused too if I'd woken up in someone's bed. But also, you were only meant to come back for a cup of tea and then go home. Those are the, like, honestly, I can't think of anything worse than someone, like, overstaying their welcome the morning after. But also, like, what do you have to say to get the hint through to someone? Because well, I don't know. Someone stayed at my house till 2 p.m. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. I wish I knew. <laughs> you have to be physically forced to say, get out of my house. I think you should, uh, you should head. Honestly, when he left that, that day, my flatmate was like, bloody hell, Lauren. What the hell? She was like, you had a good time. I was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. I really didn't. And then at the end of it, because it was such a bad end to the date I helped he made I made him help me move from my from Munich yeah. to to Berlin like he was packing he yeah he had to oh girl we love to see it do you know what there has to be some sort of positive out of the negative and you found your positive well, that's what I said I was like well you're gonna help me there's no way that you owe me and then he, he was like really trying to force it 
came out with me and my friends one night and he was like yeah I've got money and was like ordering all the drinks for my friends even though we were already drunk and everyone was leaving and I was like you came at the wrong time hun he fell in love so that's that sounds like a him problem to be honest <laughs> what would it take for you to settle down I honestly don't know anymore I think I just want someone that's so far removed from the last relationship I was in mm-hmm. and anytime anyone exhibits any of the traits that he has I'm like no I can't do this because I just don't want to feel if if the partner made me feel comfortable being around them and like I didn't have to change any part of myself I don't mind compromising but when I have to feel like I have to alter myself to be around you then I don't want I don't want that and I, I think that goes back to as well always stay true to yourself you have yeah. to yourself because sometimes I have to like catch myself when when you like someone obviously and especially when you're on a first date you are the best version of yourself because you're putting that best version of yourself out there. But when you like someone, I think you can almost like, I wouldn't say put your feelings on the back burner, but mm. you like you want them to like you, especially if you like them. And you almost like have those behaviors that you might not necessarily do if you didn't. Does, does that yeah, happen? I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even have that when I was in the last relationship I was in. It was more so like I was doing things to make sure that he was happy and then I wasn't happy. So I just don't want to, I don't want to compromise myself too much in the next thing. And if I do feel like I have to, then I don't want to be a part of it. No, I completely agree with that. And I was speaking to, so basically when I put up my thing on Instagram the other day about me and you doing this podcast, one of my friends, so she's in her forties, right? And mm-hmm. she actually is going through something very similar to us. And we had a conversation about it and she, I kind of said like we're going to be talking about navigating dating in your 20s she goes yeah but what about navigating dating in your 40s I said I'm not qualified to speak about that because I'm not 40 yet but from what she said it doesn't get any better you just get oh, yeah they just get they just get worse don't they the and older you get, just why get I, think I the one thing that I've taken from that is like you just have to live your life the way that you want to live your life and the right person will come along when it's meant to happen. You know, I'm very much in the mindset that everything happens for a reason. Everyone, exactly. comes, in, everyone comes into your life for a reason, whether that is for a lesson or whether they are meant to be there. I feel like every person that I've dated, whether it's gone sour or it's gone well, or I've made a friendship out of it, there's been a reason that they've come into my life and I've, it's taught me something. And it's more not, often than not they're just life lessons actually most of that's, that's exactly it they are they are life lessons but mm. also I'm so grateful for it I'm sure you are as well that if we didn't have this experience we would be incredibly naive when it comes to dating oh yeah I kind of miss having that naivety though because I was like more open to certain things whereas now I'm just like yeah I'm not even going to try and see where this goes because it's just not for me like I can tell you it's do, not for you me. do base your previous experiences on your on your present experiences that's why oh, 100%, yeah. those red flags do appear or we're on a date with someone and they do something that we're like mm, we know very well that it's probably not going to go well based on the last person that did that and I think yeah. it's a blessing and a curse because it means that we stay single for longer but actually I'd rather stay single on my own and be happy than be in a relationship with someone that isn't going to treat us the way that we well, this, need this is like, exactly my point like when you said you know what what would it take it would just be that I don't want to I don't want to feel I don't want to feel unhappy what's the point of being in a relationship that's going to make you miserable because then you might as well be alone and be miserable that's exactly it that's exactly it and I think being single as well like we are strong independent gals like mm-hmm. we, we are so focused on our career and doing well in that and 
I know that it's going to take someone very special to like come into that and be able to be a part of that but also for me to then appreciate them as much as I care about my career because to me yeah my career is my baby like I yeah even my mum has said this to me she's like everyone's having children and you've also had a child and I'm like no no I have but like it's you know no one's celebrating no one's giving me a baby shower for my book (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a baby shower when the book arrives what date is your book coming out it's in June so it comes out on the 1st of July um it's on it's on Amazon first reads from June but it comes out officially on the 1st of July um and the closer I get to it the more I'm nervous about it because it is really really honest about my dating life and about my childhood and stuff so talk to talk to me about the book because obviously I've pre-ordered it and I cannot wait to read it I love you Uh, (laughs) because you know what honestly I do because we've known each other for so long like I do think you're such an inspiration the fact that you've literally you're you're an author gal like that is how weird you've got your second book coming out like you have used your dating life and your experiences to your full potential do you know what I mean like some people would go through these experiences and not even talk about it like you've made a career out of it that is I had to do something with the heartbreak I mean I do you know what I have therapy to thank because they told me to write everything down yeah and I was like okay cool and then I read it back and I was like this could be a book and my friends were like you should write a book (laughs) which is where the first one came from so this is basically just an, an extension of my heartbrokenness in like 2018 um to I guess the person I'm growing into and I spoke to so someone reviewed it the other day and they said that it's really honest about how sometimes things just don't get better because a lot of a lot of books are like yeah I I had like a shit early 20s but now I'm understanding things and I'm getting better whereas I'm just like yeah I still don't know what I'm doing and I think that there's beauty and in honesty about that kind of stuff I mean I don't know many books that are that are honest about still not getting it a lot of books that you read or a lot of articles that you read or videos that you watch like you know you do this and you'll feel better or you do this and everything Mm. everything will be great and it's like yeah but does it no you know and I think we need we need this honesty though like we need this honesty it also makes you feel a little bit bad because you're like okay cool I'm going through the same thing but I am not able to get to that point yet I'm not able to start helping myself yet I don't know maybe maybe when people read my book they'll be like I feel so much better about myself because Lauren's life is so terrible (laughs) (laughs) such a mess that my life is just not even a mess in comparison but it is Lauren like everyone goes through shit Mm. everyone goes through shit and some people are just better at talking about it than others are you know yeah you've made a career out of it that you feel open enough and it's probably you put yourself in a vulnerable position it's a very vulnerable I think that's why I'm so nervous about it because it is yeah it is so much the book is so much about me and it's so much about my like very personal issues and like I don't know it's about body dysmorphia there's things about relationships things about my childhood and like my daddy issues and like my hair and stuff so it's very very personal so if people don't like it I feel like they're because it's a direct reflection of me they probably won't like me yeah but I don't know I'm excited and I'm nervous and I think that it will be I hope that it will be good I don't know <laughs> I have every faith that it will be good because I know you and I know it will be good. And think of it this way, right? Regardless of what people say about the book, the fact that you've even written a book and got it published, like that, they are two massive things to celebrate. Yeah, I agree. I'm getting back to that point of like, okay, cool. This is a, 
this is a good thing this is a proud moment to be but I guess it's, it goes back to our careers being our babies it's like sometimes you're not ready to let go sometimes you're you're not you're not there yet it's like you know that my my book in my head is still like a an infant whereas I need to let go a little bit and like let, let it learn to walk flourish let it flourish <laughs> No, you know, I, I get it. I get it. And I, I think when I can relate that back to when I started the blog. So obviously when I had, what was it? Writings of a Narcissist. I lived for that blog. I used to send that to everyone at work. I swear. Oh, oh, that means a lot, man. That means a lot. I absolutely loved writing that blog. And like every article that I wrote, like obviously I, I took the website down a few years ago because I was the kind of same to you. I was like, oh my God, this is so vulnerable. And then mm. also when I started like working in, like the nutrition field and stuff I got really worried that I was like people are going to judge me when they're reading this and they're going to think now I'm at that stage where I'm like no I've worked really fucking hard for my career and yeah. this, this is me and this is like the brutally honest version of me and so it was so like good Jen. it was so so good honestly nowhere else is that raw and honest with like a with their face behind it everyone is like kind of anonymous when it comes to those kind of stories and I love that you put your face behind it and you were like this is this is like my dating life. This is my life. Like my my dating life is a joke and I'm going to let everyone read about it. <laughs> Hashtag same. Because it was always for me, like I always loved the psychology behind dating. And the, the reason why I didn't like stop the blog in the first place is because I started going out with my ex and mm. his friends used to like take the piss out of the blog. And I didn't care about that because boys will be boys. That's fine. But what I didn't like is that they would screenshot bits from my from my like paragraphs and they put mm. it in a boys group chat and they'd almost like try to mug him off and it was almost yeah, like oh she's, she's writing about this she's writing about that and I it never said anything like personal there's never anything personal about my relationship but it was more like an overview you know of things yeah I could see like he it made him uncomfortable and I think because I loved him so much I compromised and I gave up my blog because of him but actually I did something similar actually you but, but the problem is you end up resenting it don't you because I ended up resenting him in a way that I'd stop this because I think now if I'd carried on doing that blog where would that be now like what could I be doing with that which is why I was sitting on this for so long like thinking about doing something different and I toyed with the mm -hmm. idea of bringing back the blog and then I thought you know what right social media has changed so much in the past 10 years people want to watch stuff or they want to listen to stuff now rather than just reading things so mm. I was like, you know, I'm going to create a podcast. And I, it was, I think it was about two or three months I had this in my mind. I had a week off work. I had no plans. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to make the podcast. And I did it. And I'm so glad you did as well. I'm, but I'm just, you know, I'm such an amateur with it, Lauren, because I'm like, I need to get like loads of people who are podcasters, right? They've got their little setup studio and this, yeah. that, like, I recorded it's the beginning though so it's all it's all all in due course I mean when I wrote my first book I had nothing I was like I didn't even know how to print this thing it, it was like a pamphlet basically but you know this is how you learn I feel like with things like this you learn on the job there's only so much that Google can teach you but you actually yeah. be doing it to learn and I think I even just speaking to you about this like I wanted to make this podcast something that was psychological based and that people would get like real advice from but also something that they can laugh at and is relatable. And I'm pretty sure that when they listen back to this, they're going to laugh. They will 100% will laugh. If they don't, I'm really sorry that you had to endure however long this podcast is. 
<laughs> I mean, to be honest, my entire book is just people laughing at me. So I'm kind of used to it now. I'm like, look, if you're not laughing, then there's something wrong. So it's, it's exactly. Like, yeah. So I'm honestly so glad that you've come on this episode because I feel like we've started this journey together. And we did. And like, look at us now. Look at us now. It's so nice to have such an honest conversation because I think in my other episodes, I think my first one was the introduction and I was pretty honest in that, but I've not really spoken about anything to do with me. I've kind of related it back to self-help stuff. Whereas mm. I feel like this episode now, me and you have really like brought out. Just ripping into ourselves. Yeah. Like, remember that time? But do you know what? I think you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's I it. agree. I agree. And I'm. this is also why I'm constantly writing about my experiences because I'm like, I feel like someone somewhere will relate and that I need, I would love to have something like when your, when your blog was around, it was nice to have something that I could relate to and read and be like, Oh my God, that happened to me as well. I agree. And someone said to me once, like funnily enough, a guy I went on a date with, um, that even if you help one person or one person read your book or one person listens to the podcast, you, you've done, you've done what you set out to do. Yeah, this is true. You know, you've got to, you have to put things into perspective because I didn't start this podcast wanting everyone to listen to, to it. I kind of did it because I was like, I want something that I can have back as a hobby that I enjoy. And for you, I can imagine like writing this book has almost been like a form of self-help and like therapy for you. It was very therapized. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to read it. I cannot wait to read it. Everyone, I want you to go onto Amazon and I want you to search Love, Wine and Other Highs by Lauren Ray because it's going to be an incredible book and as you just said it's going to be incredibly raw and honest and yeah it is that is what we need we need a little bit more than that but I agree I agree buy my book I think to end the podcast on a lovely note if you could give the listeners one piece of advice for navigating the dating world in their 20s what would it be if you see a red flag, it is red, run away. <laughs> we don't want no festivals over here, honey. We don't no want no festivals. No, no. Over here. But yeah, I, I think that's, I, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me today. It's been amazing to have you on here. Thank you for having me. This has been awesome. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please do like, share and subscribe to the Dating Diaries podcast. It's now available to stream on Spotify, Apple and Google.